Hey friends, it's Eric here. Thanks for listening to the Building Us podcast. Hey, I want to invite you to follow me on my new show, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School, where I take a deeper dive into money and financial topics. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School. I hope to see you there. If you're trying to build and deepen relationships to be productive in anything, whether work or in life, as you pointed out, there's research that says taking a vacation will help you in the long run, then you got to prioritize it. And I think where it starts within your reality, picking an appropriate type of vacation, what's something that you enjoy to do, what's something that you can afford to do. Travel doesn't have to be expensive. Hey, Eric, got a question for you. You know, I just uh, went on vacation I've been out of New Orleans for a couple of weeks and am back from vacation feeling refreshed. Uh, so I wanted to talk about vacations today, and I want to start with asking you about a great vacation memory that you have. Oh, man, like one vacation memory that I have. Oh, um, I don't think I think it's just one, but like I have like these these memories um as a child, you know, vacation was something that was that that I would say my my parents valued. They they always made sure that we went on an annual vacation. So as a kid, we would go to Destin every year, and I remember we would stay in this hotel. I had a timeshare, and it was across the main highway from the beach, and it was one of those hotels where you could get to the room from the outside of the street, but they all opened up like into this into this like uh, courtyard area. Right, there was a big pool in the middle. And I just remember as kids, me, my brother, and my sister having water gun fights, like running up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like this like indoor garden area and they had like the tiki hut and this pool. And I just remember having these vivid mem- uh, memories of us having water gun fights running up and down the uh, the corridors. In, in Destin, Florida. What a magical, in, in magical place for New Orleanians. We love to flock to Destin. But I, mean, I remember we'd um we'd uh uh get all our beach stuff together and have to cross I think Highway ninety eight. Right. So it wasn't like right there and we'd we'd be lugging them around and crossing the crossing the road. But you had to that work was, for that it. was just a fun memory. Yeah. Yeah. You had to want the beach. Wasn't easy back yeah. then. Yeah. That's great, so, man. So, I, I I love vacations and I want to talk about vacations because I think they're so important. Uh vacations are not in my opinion, a luxury. They are a necessity. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, you make me share a vacation experience. You share a vacation experience. Well, um, I was just, you know, just traveling and uh, I was at my parents' house and they have a picture of my wife and I when we were just married and we were in China. We were in a little village in China and behind us is uh, uh, the Chinese village. It's a very old city. Like there was a bridge that we crossed every day. That was a little footbridge that was 800 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, and in the background are the, the the beautiful Chinese architecture of the village. But also there's a, a, a Himalayan mountain rising in the background. And just seeing that picture, seeing us at that age and stage of our life, you know, pre-kids traveling traveling around the world uh, in some small village. I think it was called Lijiang, Lijiang, China. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that was just a, that's a magical memory. And I actually was spending last night trying to locate that photo on my computers. Uh, you know, I save a lot of pictures. I was trying to find that picture and cannot find it anywhere. And my parents have a copy of it at their house. So can they scan it to you? Are they that, what's their, uh, what's their technological, uh, IQ? Can they scan it? They, uh, they could probably take a picture of it. Take a picture of a picture. Those are my favorites. Yeah. And email me or text me the picture. Yeah. They could probably do that. But that was a great memory. And I remember being there in that village. Uh, the world cup was being played that year in, um, China and South Korea, I think. And so every game, every evening, People would gather in the in the like town square and they would project the, the games on. China was playing in the World Cup and they would project the games and it was very exciting. There was a, a little restaurant that made these banana smoothies that were so delicious. And um, yeah, it's a cool, cool oh. place to be. Oh man, hold on, hold on. You made me think of another another memory that's just like, that's so cool. You talk about the World Cup happening. I was on a business trip in, um, it was in Prague, okay? And it just so happened that the Czech Republic was in the I don't know, the hockey World Cup, and the day we landed, they were playing the U.S. Wow. U.S. lost, the Czechs won. The Czechs ended up going into the finals. So in Old Town Square in in Prague, it's this huge. I mean, think of like think of like Jackson Square, like hundred times it's just yeah. huge surrounded by buildings built back like you know five six hundred year old buildings they had these three giant screens that they played the the final on and mm-hmm. that the square was packed full of people that yeah. was that was a pretty cool that was a pretty cool memory it's kind of like tailgating for a saints game it was uh it was a lot of fun yeah anyway. unforgettable unforgettable anyway and- And vacations and travel give us these memories that to us are priceless. I mean, there's lots of research that shows that people often value the experience and the memory more than the material possession that they acquired on the trip or or prior to the trip, that the memory is really important. And so that's really what I want to think about today is the necessity of vacations and travel. So. Um, what would you say are some of the benefits of vacations? There's a lot of there's a whole body of of research that deals with leisure and health and health benefits of of time away and leisure. Um, so, what just off the top of your head, what would you guess are some of the benefits? I mean, if you go into the beach, the tan, maybe right, getting the tan, no. Um, <laughs> for leisure, I guess just the, the idea of relaxation, right? Yeah. And uh, you're, you're, so you're relaxation, the dude, yeah. I'm the money guy. You're the therapist. You yeah, tell rela- me what, are the, what are the, what are the benefits? Rela- let's just, let's just talk about relaxation for a minute. So if you, if you kind of acknowledge that life is stressful, the day in day out life, the grind of life is stressful, that there are stressors, a part of your life. And if you think about the impact of that stress, chronically on your body. We know that chronic stress has all kinds of negative health outcomes. Mm-hmm. So getting away and, and removing yourself from those stressors, that chronic stress, not that travel is not stressful at times or not that vacation is stress free. It's not that, but it's getting away from your chronic stressors has all kinds of documented um, positive health outcomes like uh, more rest, more sleep, 
better for your 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 heart all kinds of uh, positive heart outcomes um, uh, it, ways to connect with your your traveling partner perhaps your spouse or your kids um, I was reading an article recently about people who vacation regularly report uh, a better sex life and that uh, people who vacation regularly often uh, feel more sexy and more attractive and more attractive. So should it should that have been my should that have been my answer when you said what's one of the benefits of of traveling? Should that have been my first answer? You could go with that. Well, I mean, you 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 led with the headline of less stress, and less stress <laughs> is correlated with um, better connection with your partner, which is correlated with better sex. Yes, less stress. The couples counselor. The relationship That's right. doctor. That's right. That's right. People are often wanting to connect more and, and uh, connecting sexually on vacation is a real thing. There's documented evidence about vacation sex being better than day in, day out home sex. Man, when did, it, when did our show turn, turn about sex? Well, anytime we start talking did, about I, vacations. Oh, I, think, I think our ratings just shot to the roof. People who vacation regularly, yes. Um, so, so, so if 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 stress is relief of stress is one of the the uh, uh, benefits of vacation, and decompressing is kind of like a secondary benefit. I'm sure decompressing leads to sex as well. Then, right? Is that what you're? Is that the? Yeah, I mean, is that I the line here? It, yeah, I would say it. Um, if you want to think about um sexual libido as being like as having like a gas pedal and a brake pedal things that accelerate it and things that slow it down so stress is one of the major brake pedal for sexual libido it's it as people feel more stressed for most people not everybody but for most people as they feel more stressed they feel less sexually interested and aroused and therefore it it, it negatively correlates with uh, sex. I got. I got to admit, I wasn't. Um, I was prepared to talk about vacation and not sex on this um, on this recording. So I'm a little. I'm a little. Uh, uh, you know, taken off guard here. You know, so it's not in the show notes, man. This isn't in the show notes. And not in the show notes that we were going to mention sex so many times. But you know, you you brought up the term decompression. So I think about decompression as really an individualistic benefit of vacations. Is that me as a person? When I'm away on vacation or traveling, I feel I feel like pressure and stress kind of decrease in me over time. And so there's an individual benefit of that. And um, research has even shown that it takes several days for us to decompress. And so our vacations need to be a, a, a certain length of time. There was a, a pretty famous study that came out two years ago, I think, that stated pretty unequivocally that vacations need to last at least eight days. Eight days? I've been eight doing it wrong. days to really decompress and to experience wow. the stress reduction and um, the full benefit of the leisure from vacation. People need to be away at least eight days. You know, sometimes when uh, mo most of our vacations that we go on as a family are, are within driving distance, and most of them 
have to do with the beach. So we're, yeah. we're, we're driving out of New Orleans through New Orleans East. And especially the more stressful times when, when we're going on vacation, I can almost physically feel the stress kind of melting away the further, the closer I get to Slidell. I yeah. can like almost physically feel the stress melting away. Yeah. So for for those unfamiliar with our New Orleans geography, you drive through New Orleans east, and then you come to a big bridge, the Twin Span. It crosses a section of Lake Pontchartrain, and it's several miles before you get to Slidell. And it does. You can feel kind of leaving the stress behind in New Orleans, and it's lovely carrying with you a new attitude as you get into. Uh, I think actually, I could probably. The, the days where I'm stressed out, I could probably not go on vacation and just take that drive and feel just like I've been conditioned to feel the, the stress go away. So maybe I can just make that drive on, on stressful weeks. <laughs> yeah, just get in your car, <laughs> drive over there and see if it eight has the days, same though, effect. Eight days, though, that's wow. That's, that's eight days, that's a long vacation. That's right. That's a long vacation for Americans. Americans are not accustomed to taking that much time off from work. Even, even for Americans that have vacation days often they're using them un, they're leaving them unused at the end of the, the year they they have the ability to take off that much time but they're not we we culturally are not comfortable with being away that long we, we think it is is irresponsible or it's too indulgent or it's too long or we worry that um, we'll miss something at work or somebody will get our job or something like that so just culturally we're kind of afraid to take longer eight days like but but i mean i mean as a business owner i have to answer to myself and to my mortgage company and to everyone i owe money to and in the grocery store so like no one's telling me to have to come to work it's just the fact that i need to work but i feel yeah. like if i took that long off that for that long of a period i feel like i'd be i feel like i'd be leaving a lot undone or not undone but um waiting for me if that makes yeah. sense yeah, I, again, I think that's more cultural that we're not used to taking that much time off. And so we don't know how to prepare for it. We don't know how to uh, structure the month leading up to that eight day break um, to prepare for it. I have, you know, for years now taking taken two to three weeks off in the summer to go out west where I'm from. And so in doing that, I have to prepare um, June, I have to spend time in June preparing for that financially, also to arrange the classes that I'm teaching, to to um, talk to my clients about being away that long. I have to do all of that in preparation to be away that long. And I, and I think once you, once you get used to that, once you expect to do that, it's not that difficult. But yeah, eight days is a long time. So, so you, you, you made a good point about like the intentionality and being purposeful about planning. I want to come back to that, but... Um... I want to stick on this idea of of vacation and stress free because I know that there's vacations that I go on, and there's sometimes like I just can't wait to get back home. I, I wonder yeah. if that's just just the anticipation of the stress starting to rebuild. Like, oh my gosh, we got to get home because there's just so much to do, and I can't be away any longer. And yeah, maybe again, that's that conditioning. And that's part of why the, that particular study sh uh, found that eight days was uh, the minimum length of time to be away because it does take a few days to really unwind from that stress. So let's say you're already on day three or four of your vacation, and then it takes a few days of, of kind of anticipatory stress, getting thinking about returning to work that kind of occupies people's minds while they're on vacation, but at the end of vacation. 
So if you're only taking four or five days for vacation, you're not really unwinding fully before you're rewinding, if you will. Yeah. What about those vacations that you go on and you come back and you're like, oh my gosh, I need a vacation now. Yeah. Right. That's... I need a vacation from my vacation. That's yeah. We often travel is stressful and travel can be really stressful. And so we need to build in a buffer time between the end of our vacation and the start of our work. Um, you know, it, I, I learned years ago that when I would take a few weeks off in the summer, if I was driving back to New Orleans and was going to get home at 10 p.m. and then had scheduled myself a full day of clients the next day, that was that became dreadful. I mean, that was just, I was just not at my best then. I needed I needed another day to just kind of yeah. rest and relax and get ready to go back to work. And so I had to start building in a buffer to do that. And I, I think that's something I learned about myself. In well, something something else that's that's that. Um... I kind of fought it at first, but um, my wife does not like to go on vacation leaving a messy house. So like yeah. like when we leave, the house is spotless. Yeah. And it's like, oh, come on, let's just go. But then we get home and I'm so thankful that it's that it's picked up, it's organized because you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're yeah. trying to unpack and. Yeah. Yeah, when you're trying to organize a whole family, um, and they're going to, you're going to come home together. It, you know, a lot of people like to come home to a clean house and not, not more work when they get home. Yeah. But, yeah. but it takes intentionality to actually do that. You know, I was thinking about, um, a trip that I had scheduled this year that we had to cancel. Our family was, we're, we're planning to travel to Japan, yeah. uh, in April. I think we were set to leave April 1st and by about mid March with COVID and Corona worldwide, that that trip got that trip got coroned and we had to cancel it um but you know flying that far from home we knew that we were going to have some um some jet lag when we returned home and so we we came we were coming home a couple of days early earlier than we needed to uh for the kids school we were coming home a couple of days earlier just so everybody could have a few days to try to reset their clock uh, yeah. their, their body clocks as we're adjusting back to this time zone. So um, all of that's part of making travel less stressful so that you can enjoy the stress reduction aspects of travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing that I really want to mention about travel is how connective it is for families. I mean, how many great memories are built between fathers and sons and husbands and wives and, and, parents and kids as they're traveling together. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you, you, and that's kind of what we talk about, right? Invest in your relationships and, and travel, and, I think, does that. You know, one of the things you mentioned earlier, kind of in your opening statements, is the experience of travel, right? It's that experience, oftentimes paying for the experience is better, more fulfilling than any material uh I don't know, any, 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 anything that you get from the trip itself. And I think that uh, when you have shared experiences with people yeah. and you spend money on memories, those shared experiences absolutely do create a, a, a bond um, that I don't think you really can get anywhere else. Right. That shared, doing something exciting together, doing something beautiful together um, is bonding. It connects us and it makes us feel more connected to each other. I mean, um, I just, you know, I just returned from our, our annual 
summer camping trip where we go on we, we camp out in Colorado together as a family and while we're there we ride dirt bikes and on this particular dirt bike trip you know <laughs> my youngest son who's still who's who's still smaller than than he's small so he can't ride a full-size adult dirt bike yet but guess what he was trying to ride a full-size adult dirt bike and what he does is he he sets up a little chair next to it and so he put his foot on the chair and he takes off and he rides it around for a little bit and when he comes back he, he pulls up throws on the brakes right next to the chair and puts his foot on it and it was working great on, except for until. one time <laughs> except for one time he missed and fell out the bike fell over and uh broke one of the 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 shift the the clutch lever clutch lever snapped it off and we all you know laughed about that and after we checked to make sure he wasn't hurt we all laughed about it and it's a good memory now we all will remember that memory as yeah. as he continues to age and grow that won't happen to him you know in the next few years he'll be able to ride a full-size dirt bike but for now it's a good memory to remember remember that time when you couldn't do that and and, and how that happened and good memories yeah, so like you know you talk, like just just yeah that the experience of travel i remember years ago it was me, you, and another friend. We went on a um, kind of a, a professional retreat, right? We're going to get yeah. away, and we're going to work on our businesses. And um, you know, we had a couple writing, it's kind of a writing writing retreat, a writing retreat. And I remember it was in Jan I want to say it was in January or late yeah. December because it was cold. And you know, um, yeah, it, it was chilly outside, and it was right on the beach. It was, it was awesome. So we decided that, hey, you know what? Let's go jump in the ocean. Let's challenge each other. You know, you get you get guys in a room like, hey, I, I dare you to jump in the water. And I, I just remember in, that in January, in January, yeah. the water was freezing, and that, that's kind of one of those memories. It's kind of, hey, remember that time? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was there, and I did that, and I didn't remember that until just now when you brought it up. So that's a bonding experience of reminiscing about yeah. traveling together. And vacations together. I I have a uh, a story I like to tell where I, I traveled a long time ago. I traveled to to Yemen, a wild country in the Middle East, and we were in a, a village in Yemen, and it was just me and a, a couple of other guys. And we had been like in the city park in the the center of town. We were walking back through the neighborhood to where we were staying, and all of a sudden, it's a this is about dusk so it's it's kind of starting to get dark and all of a sudden we come across this uh we come to an intersection in the neighborhood and there's like a hundred men in that intersection like, oh my god what what have we stumbled upon and they're all uh dressed in their very traditional dress for what yemenis wear in that part of the country they have the, they have uh long robes and they have their ornamental knife that they wear around their belt um, and they have their head wraps on and all of that. And they're, they're kind of in a, in a, a huddle. So we're mm -hmm. wondering what, what's, what's happening, but we got to go, we got to go around this or through this to go where we're going. So as we get closer, we, we realize that they're singing, they're actually singing. And then they spread out and form a big circle that takes up the whole intersection. So now we're kind of, we're kind of blocked but they 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 see us coming they they look at us and they invite us into the circle and essentially what is happening is we're at a groom's party for a wedding oh there's wow. a guy there who's getting married and they're they're singing and dancing all the men are waiting for the bride to come 
And so they're singing and dancing and enjoying, celebrating, enjoying each other in anticipation of the bride coming. And so they invited us into that circle and taught us how to sing and dance with them. And I remember that the bride even, I mean, the groom even took off his kind of special ornamental shawl robe thing that he had on and put it around my shoulders so that I could experience like the full, the full authentic Yemeni wedding uh, party. It was very exciting, very moving. How cool would it be if you could connect with that guy today and just share that experience? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Unforgettable for me. I mean, that was almost 20 years ago and I still remember it very vividly. We have unforgettable. When I was in college, we went to a, um, a friend of mine did a lot of mission work down in Belize, and he took a group of a group of us with him. And Belize is right on the border of of Mexico, so there was this little Mexican restaurant, this little town. I forget the town name, but right right on the other side of the border of Mexico. So um, he wanted to take us to go eat there. So you know, there's like eight or ten of us, and we pile into this like Scooby Doo looking type of van, right? So we we drive across the border. Everything's cool. We're coming back at night. And there's flares in the middle of the road. We're approaching the border, and there's Mexican uh, military men, militia, like standing in the street with, I don't know, AK-47s, whatever, whatever gun yeah. of choice. And they pull us over, and Bob's like, "All right, don't say a word. Just y'all don't say anything. I'll handle it." So we're like all there's like ten of us in this van. Guy opens the sliding door. He leans in. His gun is like right by me. He peers in, and we're just like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! What's going to happen?" And and then you know, we say a couple words, and he just kind of waves us through. But that's kind of one of those members. Like, remember that time? Yeah. We get searched by the Mexican military yeah. on the way back to Belize, <laughs> just to go eat Mexican food. It was delicious. So, in thinking about the necessity of vacations, you know, there's this idea about. Um, stress reduction and decompression there's this idea about connecting with family members and making memories and and reminiscing about those those shared experiences and bonding for you eric how do we how do we think about financing these these vacations and trips how do we build this into our budget yeah um it's a good question. It's a good question. First, I think what's important is, as you just said, you got to recognize that it's important. It's got to be a value to you. It's, it's got to be something that you deem important and that that you want to do. So if you're trying to build and deepen relationships, if you're trying to be productive in anything, whether work or in life, um, and we know, as you pointed out, there's research that says taking a vacation will actually help you in the long run, then you got to prioritize yeah. it. And I think I think where it starts with um, it starts with um, kind of s- within your reality picking an appropriate type of vacation. What's something that you enjoy to do? Number one. What's something that you can afford to do? Number two. Yeah. And then plan and be intentional about it. Right. So obviously, a trip to Japan is a big financial undertaking, and that might take months yeah. or maybe years to plan for. Right, we're we're planning a trip to Europe when my daughter graduates from um, from high school. Mm-hmm. Right, so like we're planning for that. It's a lot of people to travel overseas, so you start to plan and you're intentional about that. But you know, it's easy to take a trip, especially for us in New Orleans, down to the Gulf Coast. You know, you go to Florida, mm-hmm. you can go to Gulf Shores. That, that's a relatively inexpensive trip. But I think you got to plan for it. And one thing um, I'm a big fan of is actually separating money aside for it. So like 
literally mm-hmm. go open a bank account and call it my vacation fund mm-hmm. and figure out where you want to go. I mean, do your research, figure out the cost and save and save for it. Yeah. And find, find a strategy of putting money in that account that works for you and your, your habits. So if that's even, um, take partition, partitioning some of your direct deposit into that account, Yeah, do it, do it in a way that works for you, that you can routinely set that money aside. So it's not, it's not that, Oh, you get to the end of the year, we have some extra money. Okay. Now let's travel. No, it's, it's let's, we value travel. We want to do this. We want to make this part of our family's life. So we've got to routinely and regularly set aside money for that. Yeah, it doesn't have travel doesn't have to be expensive. I think the, yeah. the idea is that people think on oh, vacation, you gotta, you gotta be rich to go on vacation. But I remember as a kid and, and my dad will even, will even, he'll even tell us these stories. He goes, you know, growing up, we didn't have much money, but we made vacation a priority. We made sure mm-hmm. that we went, we took a trip every year together as a family. Um, and it was just something that they prioritized uh, and they and they made it happen. They saved for it. Yeah. It wasn't the nicest of hotels, right? It wasn't right on the beach, right? We had to pack a bag and walk across the highway to get to the beach. Um, but man, we have such wonderful memories yeah. um, of those of those trips. And then, and then, you know, if you're more successful, your trips should become a little bit nicer. Um, but it's all about being intentional and planning for it. Man, I remember as a yeah. kid, my dad had a um, and I don't, I don't know how long you've, I don't know if you remember this, uh, based off of your history in New Orleans, but you remember Kentwood water, you've been around Kentwood was around. Yeah. Kentwood's still around. Are they still around? Okay. Yeah. My dad, we had, we had, a, he had an empty five gallon Kentwood jug of water in his mm. closet and he would collect coins in there. Ironically, the U S is in a coin shortage right now. Uh, but anyway, he would collect coins. They're in people's closets. No one's, in Kentwood water jug. That's right. No one's using them. I actually have a, a, a piggy bank right behind me, if you can see it in the that's... video. Um, but he would collect coins throughout the year. He'd empty his pocket, collect coins. And before before the vacation, he would take it to the bank. I remember going with him to the bank, and he would convert it to dollars, and he would split it with me and my brother and my sister. And that was our spending money for for vacation. Mm-hmm. Right? It was just a good memory. It was fun. It wasn't a ton of money, but it was meaningful. But that's a good example of intentionality, right? I'm yeah. setting aside money, physically setting it aside for a very specific purpose, spending money on vacation. And I think it's the same thing when we look at a hotel cost or food costs or whatever costs. It's being intentional, yeah. purposeful, and it could take 12 months. And and sequestering that money away, in this case, in a sequestering that's such a setting it aside it's such a a fancy word (laughs) putting that money in a place that's different than where the rest of your money is yeah and i think too i think something too um and if you're listening to this podcast go listen to the previous one keeping up with the joneses don't try to mimic someone else's vacation just because they went to an expensive hotel um at a quote unquote nicer beach or, or, you know, a, a chalet in the, in the mountains doesn't mean that's what you have to do because I don't think you need that to experience the benefit of vacation. Yeah. There's, there's travel for everyone's budget. My, my dad would take me, take us camping and the camping was relatively inexpensive once we had the equipment. Um, 
And those are great, great memories. We still talk about some of those camping trips and we like to go backpacking and, and, um, you know, backpacking is again, relatively inexpensive once you have the equipment and equipment has gotten cheaper over the years. So there's, there's travel for everybody's budget. Yeah. I think something important to note is don't go into debt to go on vacation. Mm. Uh, the, the benefits of vacation, uh, you're just going to wipe them away be, mm-hmm. based w- with, with the anxiety of adding more debt. If, if one of the benefits is stress reduction, going into debt to get that stress reduction is going to add more stress and it's going to cancel each other out. Counterintuitive. It, it, yeah. And the solution isn't, well, I just can't go on vacation. Um, I remember my wife and I, it was just kind of a busy season of life. It was a stressful season of life. Um, the kids were young and it was like, we need to get out, we need to get out of the city for a day. We literally drove three hours to Pensacola or to, to the Gulf Shores area, left early in the morning, brought a little camping mm-hmm. stove, spent the day on the beach and came back that night. And that trip yeah. was inexpensive and yeah. it was incredibly beneficial from a, from a decompression reconnecting, yeah. just getting away, um, stamp. It wasn't eight he, days. Eight days would have been nice. Yeah. But even, even day, day vacations, stay, va- staycations, day, you know, each Friday afternoon, I'll often, um, knock off from work and ride my bike from my house to the French quarter. And, and that's kind of a mini vacation for me. I love to be in the French quarter to experience the the energy of the quarter, but also just riding my bike there and back is, is exercise. I'm out in the air. It's stress, stress reduction. So there's lots of ways to, to get the the benefits of vacation into your life without having yeah. to take an eight day Japan trip yeah, and or Yemen, Yemen trip. An eight day. If I'm going to Japan, I'm staying longer than eight days. That's right. Um, but I think, but I think one thing, one thing that's important to note, is vacation does cost money. Mm. So there's an intentionality in saying, I am going to allocate some of my money towards this, towards this item, towards this vacation that costs money. Some people have enough discretionary money to be able to do that without changing anything else in their lifestyle. But for some people, it may be intentional decisions to say, you know what, I I need to cut somewhere else because I value vacation Mm. and I don't make enough money in my current lifestyle to take the vacation that I want. So it may take some intentionality in that, you know, I may, I don't know, um, cut out cable or drink, you know, three less Starbucks. We always pick on Starbucks, but you know, if you drink three less lattes at Starbucks a week, you're saving 15 bucks a week. Right. Right. So that could go towards vacation. So that's that intentionality that's being purposeful, um, with, with your money. Because the idea is an investment. The idea of an investment is I am spending money to be able to make more money. I'm not spending mm-hmm. it to waste it. I'm spending it to get something in return greater than what I'm yeah. spending. It could be the memory and it could be more productivity when I come back from vacation at work because I'm clearer, yeah. I'm more sharp. But that's the idea of investing in yourself, investing in your relationships. Yeah. You know, and as we're kind of wrapping up and, and closing out another benefit of travel, and this is another investment in you, you as a person in your family is the, the inspiration that we receive from travel. 
when we when we're on vacation when we're going new places meeting new people experiencing new cultures oftentimes we're often inspired with how other people do things and we we see people in a new way and we we um, appreciate our own life and the life of others more and so there there is this whole aspect about travel that is it's inspiring and yeah. that 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 inspiration is um a benefit in and of itself yeah i like um uh for me the curiosity of travel so when i, when I say the curiosity of travel i love being in um, places where are foreign to me where yeah. i don't necessarily know the landscape I, i'm not familiar with the people i love just trying to figure all that out and, and one of the things I often do when I do travel for, you know, most of my travel now is for, for work with, with the family. It's, it's usually more localized, but when I travel for work, one of the things I always do, wherever area I'm staying in, I will just, I'll just wander the streets. I was in yeah. Chicago once. I must've logged like 10 miles walking one day. Um, I went to Chinatown. I walked from Chinatown from the hotel. I just walked up and down the streets into the grocery stores, into the different shops, just to see what, like what's regular life for other people in other areas. And just yeah. kind of trying to experience it, and it's just to me that the curiosity, um, inspiring, I don't, inspirational maybe, but just kind of fun. It's just kind of fun to learn um, culturally, and not wow. necessarily when I say culturally, not necessarily like different different ethnicities or different cultures per se, but just like the culture of different cities, the culture of different yeah. areas. Just what it feels like to be in Chicago or to be in New Orleans or to be in. Uh, Houston or San Antonio, those are did they have those cities have different feels from each other? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I hope everybody is inspired to prioritize vacation and leisure time and downtime. We need to get away. We need to be together. We need to make memories. We need to decompress so that when we come back to life, we're more uh, we're healthier, or happier, and more productive. Yeah. It's a good investment in your relationships. Buy less stuff and spend more money Amen. on experiences. Amen. It's worth it. Yeah. Invest in you, invest in your life, invest in your home, invest in your relationships. Dr. Matt Morris maintains an active private practice for couples and families in the greater New Orleans area. To learn more about his work, visit drmattmorris.com. Eric Garcia can be found online at plan-wisely.com. His branch office is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. The branch phone number is 504-218-5479. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance services offered through Garcia Financial Group, LLC. Entities listed are not affiliated. 